Yeah, that's interesting. You touch on couple swapping and there are a lot of people that have that as a rule. And I find it interesting that that's not as demonized as that we only relationship with unicorns because that's also a very, it's a very similar dynamic. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's telling you right up front, like we're closed off to, to having a relationship separately from what we have here. We have a great show today. Today we have Jennifer on the show. Jennifer, you'd like to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, guys. I'm Jennifer Kalo. I'm the host of the Open Bedroom Podcast, where I focus on ENM relationships, especially polyamory. And I'm so excited to be on today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are Thruple Talk. We are a Thruple, and our mission is to normalize different and alternative relationship structures. And today we are doing a collaboration with Jennifer and we wanted to talk about why dating women exclusively best aligns with our relationship goals. Mm -hmm. Why do we all love those unicorns? <laughs> and, and why do we choose to not date men? That's something that's highly frowned upon in some of the, some of the open relationship circles and wanted to just talk about why it shouldn't be as demonized as it is because some of us, it just works better this way. Jen, you want to talk a little bit about uh, what you and Scott do? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I I didn't realize that we had a very similar structure to you three, um, but Scott and I only date women. Um, we've had different variations of this dynamic where we've had a closed throuple for several months. And then um, it was interesting because the woman that we were seeing, we called it closed because on our end we were closed and we weren't seeing anyone else. Um, it was a, a time where kids were home in the summer and we were really busy and we didn't have capacity to see anyone else. So it just kind of made sense, but she was still open. And so it wasn't a completely closed throuple. And after a few months into this, I was like, hold on now. <laughs> She's having a lot of fun. I think I want to join in on this. So we started opening back up on our end. So <laughs> we we do exclusively date women. I know the term unicorn is a bit frowned upon. So I hope we get to dig into that particular terminology. Um, and, 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 and we so far have only dated together. So only dated together, only sleep together. And then just within the last, I'd say, month and a half, we've begun to kind of open up to the partners that we are seeing to let me have some one-on-one -on -one girl time, which has been so much fun. Awesome. It's fun to be in a relationship where you can kind of play with those dynamics and you have the freedom to adjust things as, as you see fit for right now. Yeah, absolutely. So what about you three? What is your dynamic like? We are currently closed. Um, I think all of us are pretty polysaturated right now with just running this podcast and and you know establishing our own relationship. Like at, at this point, I'm not gonna say never say never, you know. But for right now, we are uh, closed at the moment. Right. So we're definitely not dating anyone at the moment, and mostly because we're just so busy and so focused on ourselves. But we're open to it. Yeah. This has been a busy year for us. <laughs> We've moved cross country. We all started new jobs. We're doing a podcast and uh, making new friends. So there's just not a lot of time right now for anything outside of our relationships that we're working on. Priorities. Yeah, but def definitely something to look forward to in the future. And uh, yes, when we are going to be dating... Uh, we definitely think it's going to be uh, women only because that's what we want. Yeah. So let's dig in deeper. Why only women for you three? There, I think we all have a variety of reasons. Overall, we're just it just fits. It just fits for all of us. But for me personally, uh, I've just so Josh is the type of man that I've always looked for. And now that I finally found him, I have so much to discover about our relationship, the way it works, that I don't have any more bandwidth, any more emotional, romantic energy for anyone else. So even if I were to date at this moment, which uh, I, I, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't matter if it would be a man or a woman. I'm just not interested in adding even more. So, but other than that, sexually, Josh is straight. And I'm bisexual, pansexual, and it makes sense. And Shire is bisexual. So it makes sense that we would date women because it's something that I wanted to be. I wanted to be like something that brings us closer together rather than something where I go off on my own and do something and he doesn't take any part in it. Does that, does that make any sense? 
Oh, absolutely. And Char, I'm so excited to hear your perspective on this because I did hear it on one of the earlier podcasts and almost fell out of my chair. I was like, this is amazing. So would you would you share your perspective? Yeah. So for me, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, uh, Josh is the only man I've ever been with. And, and initially when we first opened, I did consider that maybe I might want to start playing with other men and, you know, experience that. And then that connection just never, never happened. And I didn't want to force it. And then after a while, it became something that like that in and of itself, that he's the only one I've ever been with, it really started to turn me on. It was like, it almost became like a kink for me. It's like, like, it's pretty cool that I have this freedom, but I don't feel the need to act on it. And I love that I've only ever been with him. But at the same time, I love exploring with other women. At this point, I've only explored with other women with Josh. And so all of my sexual experiences other than with Liv have always involved Josh. And that's just, that's something that I've enjoyed. And for me, it is, um, I'm not one that has ever been interested in casual like no strings attached sex. So I can have sexual experiences with someone that I don't plan on seeing again if it's with Josh, because that's still significant to me. So that's kind of my my take on it at the moment. Awesome. I am dying to hear Josh's perspective on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Liv was saying earlier, it's easy for me. I'm not bisexual. So I, I wasn't looking, I'm not dating a man. And uh, I'll say the one thing that drives me nuts is the lack of tolerance for, um, you know, we, we, I get asked a lot, oh, you must have a one penis policy or something like there's not a one penis policy. This, I, I created the opportunity and gave her Shar the freedom when we first opened up to go explore that. And she just wasn't interested in that. It wasn't my kink, you know, to, that she would be interested in. I just didn't, I just kept it open. I remember he'd show me pictures of, you know, couples on field and whatever. And I would look at them and I'd be like, yeah, like he's attractive. And then we'd meet in person, like there's just it, that connection was not there. The chemistry is not there. And I wasn't about to try to force something that I wasn't feeling, you know? So yeah, it's, it's not a one penis policy. It's a one penis preference. So why, why try to force something that isn't happening naturally? It's just something that kind of organically fell into place for us. It's just what we're all interested in. And it, it, every one of us, you could catch anyone at any moment trying to hit on the redhead at the end of the bar, you know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love that. So <clears throat> then I'll have a very different dynamic than you three. And I do have a one penis policy. So Scott is a jealous man. And he's like, I don't want another man inside of you. I don't want to share another man with you. Um, and I, that's just how I feel. We have gone to therapy. We have tried to move past this. And he's like, I have zero interest in sharing you. So again, to be very controversial, because I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are like, that is super wrong. It's just our dynamic and it is how it is. And, and as I um, coach other people in relationship and coach them into the lifestyle or coach them through the lifestyle, I always say, you know, my dynamic isn't for everybody, but it should be respected in the same way that if you want a couple swap or you want to swing or you want to thruple or you want to whatever. Um, and so that is, that's, that's my policy with him is I love him. I want to be with him forever. And in order for us to be open, this is the dynamic that we're in. And we only see women, which is not a problem for me because I find women delicious and beautiful and really am and having so much fun exploring my bisexual side and sharing with him really turns me on. And Char, to your point, like knowing that I'm all his is such a kink and it's so sexy and so hot that you can really bring that energy into the bedroom. Um, and so we do that a lot when we're one-on-one, -on -one. like we wouldn't do that with another woman there. Cause that might be kind of weird, but like just last night I was like, this pussy is all yours. And he was like, yes, it is. <laughs> I know. And, and I hate that that's like kind of, kind of frowned upon by some people. Yeah. Yeah. So the so Jennifer, can you expand a little bit on that jealousy? Like, how does it make you feel? Because like, for me, there were times that I almost was insulted that Josh would want to share me with somebody else. Like after we went from being close for so long and then 
like, not that he was ever pressuring me to be with another man, but it was like, come on, like, like you're not interested in this one. I'm like, no. And like, like, do you want me to be? Do you need me to be? Like, I want to be his only. Like, Maybe you did want her to be. I, I, so when you open a relationship and one has freedom and the other one, it seems like they don't. It's like you feel like, okay, if I have the freedom, you should have the freedom as well. So you do tend to be like, I want to be fair, right? I want you to be interested. I want to make sure that you're not interested in. You're not interested, not because you think I don't want you to be interested, but that you're really not interested. So that guilt comes in and you sometimes have a tendency to push people, you know, like ask them, are you sure you don't want to do this? And like, uh, it's because people judge you and you don't want to be judged for being the guy that tells his wife, no, you know? So... I don't know why it's so bad to have preferences. Everybody has, like, I want to say, like, it's not one penis policy or not. It doesn't really matter how you call it. What it matters that is that we have that relationship synchronicity where we are all on the same page. I only want to be with one man. Shar only wants to be with one man. And Josh wants us to be with him. It's perfect. It doesn't matter how we call it. And if we're going to, uh, and if it's fair or not to the people outside of our relationship, as long as we are all on the same page, yeah. right? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so Jennifer, how about the, to circle back to the jealousy, is that a turn on to you at all? Like kind of that ownership? That he's a bit jealous? Yeah. I mean, I wrote down, I wrote down something. So we have a couple friend who said um, they're, they're in sort of a similar dynamic where they opened up their relationship so that she could go have a lot of fun and he supports her. And sometimes he joins in and sometimes he doesn't. And he said to us the other night, it doesn't have to be fair to be fun. Like I don't need to have the exact same dynamic that she has or even the same desires that she has for it to still be really fun for me. And sometimes she plays with other men and sends me videos or sends me pictures. And that's a great way to involve me. And I don't need to be equal. I don't need to couple swap or something like that for it to be fun. Now, I this is my second relationship that I've been open with, my second and last husband. Um, we opened up towards the end of our relationship, and it was completely open. So I've had the freedom to sleep with as many men as I wanted to, and I have done that, and I've had a lot of fun with it. And for me, this is just a different kind of dynamic that I'm in, at least for now. This is what we're in. Um, and I love it. And you're right. I do find it really sexy that I'm his, and I have a lot of friends that have a problem with this. And they tell me, you know, I don't think it's fair. It's not fair. I don't understand. And I'm like, I'm having so much fun. And I love that Scott always keeps the focus as the the two of us. And how can we grow closer through this experience of being open and bringing other women into our relationship so that, of course, she feels honored and she feels a part of all of it. But we're always together in this experience in some way and in sharing it. And I so appreciate that he doesn't just go date other people and not involve me. So it does come back to the involvement. Like it brings you closer together just because it works for you. Fair or not fair. It doesn't matter. I, I particularly never wanted to have a policy about it. Though. I wanted to, to have the freedom, everybody to choose for themselves. But that being said, I also realized, like, even though we say in the poly world that, you know, love is a renewable resource, you know, we can give as much love. But it, that's true. But um, time is not and resources are not. And the more we have, the more poly relationships we have, the more that gets divided up. So it's just a realization. Like if we start having more and more relationships, we keep adding to it. That means less time for you and less time for you and less connection. And I feel like the relationships start to get a little bit more shallow and watered down the farther we went out. So that part was more important to me than anything. I'm like, I want the most I can get with these relationships. And that would be my fear. If like we all started dating other people seriously, it went down. It's like pretty soon we're just roommates now living together, trying to keep up with each other's stories. Oh, how was your day? How was your date? How was, you know, it'd, be, it'd just be too much at some point, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. We we had it in our notes that we wanted to talk about what a unicorn is, because um, I think a lot of people either misunderstand it or have their own definition of what a unicorn is. So to me, it just means a woman that is free to date alone and interested in dating alone. So not necessarily maybe single, maybe married, maybe in a relationship, but is interested in having relationships and uh, sexual relationships, especially with couples. Yep. 
Exactly the same definition. I think some people say single, but I think if you're married and you're, you know, a woman and you want to go play with another couple, you definitely are a unicorn. And I find with a lot of my friends that are unicorns or women that we've dated, they wear the terminology with a badge of honor. They love it. They think it's sexy. And, um, but there is a whole camp out there as well that thinks it's degrading and, you know, I don't know, takes away the humanization of the person if you call them a unicorn. And again, like we all get to have our own thoughts on it, but I, I think it's a fun term. And if, if I was in the same boat where I was like free to go find other couples to play with, I would definitely call myself a unicorn. I feel pretty special. Yeah, I get. I mean, they're, they're, the whole purpose of the thing is they're hard to find. And they're, you know, and right. it's so hard, what's so bad and demonized about that name. I think it's great. Right. And even as a unicorn, I think it is bad that that's so demonized because there are, like you touched on, there are women that genuinely love being a unicorn. They love that. You know, it's like a kink for a lot of girls that I know that they just enjoy that. So, why shame women for enjoying that? At the same time, there's plenty of women that don't want that. You know, maybe they want to date both separately. I have a theory on it, and it's not. It's uh, because some couples have a tendency to look at this unicorn as uh, somebody to satisfy their desires, and they use that person, and then out. They don't create a connection. They don't really don't really care who this person is as a human being. It's just this. I'm I'm thinking mostly the couples that already are not necessarily satisfied in their relationship, and they're looking for this quick fix. And they're like, "Oh, let's have a threesome. I have a kink. I have a fantasy. Let's do it with this person." And then after they're done, okay, bye. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you want. I don't care if you want anything more serious. And that's why probably the whole term unicorn is not well received jennifer maybe you could tell us uh, we were talking last night we're trying to figure out the opposite of the unicorn for the male is it the bluefish the dragon it's not we figured it's not a stag or the bull <laughs> i mean i think it, i think it's all of that right but so <clears throat> so the bluefish is um i think a single man dragon is married bull is like a bbc Right. So I think I think that there's more terminology for men based on their relationship status and what they're packing uh, than what than women. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I would love to go back and double tap a little bit, Liv, on you. So you were a unicorn to Shar and Josh, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I just dated. Yeah, I just dated Josh. I never dated them initially. I mean, I met, met them as a couple just because Shars uh, and Josh's profile were linked on field, but I actually dated Josh alone. I never dated them as a couple. And they were already officially dating before I even met Liv. Yeah. Yeah, so I've never actually dated a couple. Okay, so your, but your relationship with Josh then morphed into a relationship with Shar, and now you're all together. And I would you, would you talk a little bit more about that? Like the people listening on my end aren't going to know that you all live together and there's children that you're raising all together. Like, can you talk more about that? So I initially uh, met Josh. I was non-monogamously dating and uh, Josh was poly dating, right? And we had a relationship and we moved in together as a V dynamic. There was no uh, romantic relationship between Shara and I. And then as things progressed, Shara and I developed a relationship. So now we can actually call ourselves a throuple. But initially it was uh, just friendship between Shara and I. Yeah. Friends with benefits. The, the benefits were always there <laughs> with, us with us being bisexual. Like, <laughs> it just made sense, you know? <laughs> Yeah, their relationship didn't uh, start right away. It was after we had been living together for quite a while. Right. It was like over, slowly over time, they got closer and closer. Admitted. Finally, we're honest with ourselves and each other that, hey, I I love living with you, but I would like to have more than than just exactly. friends with benefits, roommates situation. Yeah. We did a whole episode on that, too, about uh, when it first happened. That freaked me out a little bit. I got all nervous about it. I was like, what's going on here? Like... This is mine. Yeah, I think we touched on it in the polybombing episode. <laughs> like, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I didn't think of it as like me polybombing him, but <laughs> I can see how that happened. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm stealing your girlfriend. <laughs> what? Not stealing. I mean, I'll still share. <laughs>
Can I ask about couples privilege? Because we're talking about terminology. And I'm curious, you know, Josh, being in a V with you here, like, so if anybody's watching and they don't understand what we're talking about, you had a relationship with Liv, you had a relationship with Char, sometimes you guys had a three-way, you probably were the one you know, being the ringleader and, you know, having sex with both of them. We do a lot of that too. Um, you know, Liv, how, how did you feel about being with an already established couple? Did you feel like there was couples privilege? And if not, then how did the two of you, Shar and Josh, how did you guys make sure that Liv always felt included, especially with her moving in with you? I never felt it was any couple's privilege. If there was any, it was just because it was situational and because of the length of time that Josh and Shar have been together comparing to how long we have been together. Uh, they've always done a pretty good job, at including me. They were the, the funniest, silliest things usually would be like a little like, oh, that's weird. Just because the way they communicate, for example, like imagine being in, in the house with somebody for so many years and then you just do things your way. And sometimes you don't think that maybe, oh, I just, uh, for example, Char would tell something to Josh and then she wouldn't tell me and I wouldn't know what was going on. But it was something silly. That's when I was like, hey, I'm here too. speak up. But they would try their very best to always include me in the big things. But usually the small things. Like, you know, the everyday stuff, that was the, the, the little part that actually maybe took a month or two for actually for us to really kind of become a, a, a whole, an entire, a, a full entity. But I've never felt excluded in any way. But I think that's because they did the extra work. They specifically tried to include me in everything. And I, I was born poly too. I was always poly. Like deep down, I knew it. And uh, I just didn't know what the terminologies were for it. It didn't practice it. So I'd never felt, uh, or, well, I guess I should say later on when I met other poly people and I started hearing about they had secondaries and thirds and all this stuff, I was like, what? Like, it didn't even make sense to me. I was like, everybody should be equal. We're all equal. We're all, you know, human beings. Why would you put a higher priority on another one? And um, and she Liv asked me right away about that. And like, right, you know, right away, two, second, third date in about hierarchies and stuff like that. I was like, hey, I oh, no. ask you about veto power. It wasn't, the, I, but the, yeah, they're kind of wanted the same thing if you think about it. But yeah, I just, uh, I was, uh, because I was falling in love with him and I was non-monogamous for a long time and I was familiar with hierarchies and I knew what it means when you have your wife at home and or husband and then you're dating somebody else and if that wife or husband all of a sudden says you know what this doesn't work for me anymore then even if you're all into that relationship you're gonna have to say well no sorry so i did not want to have that and uh i think that was my biggest fear i was like do you have veto power like what's going on at your house like if char one day says this doesn't work for me anymore and in reality that would have ruined everything anyways you know, because you can't really have something where not where everybody's not on the same page. But at least you want to know that the person you're with has the ability to make their own decisions when it comes to where they put their love and where where they, you know, gear their heart towards. And she asked me right away too, like, well, how's the sleeping arrangements going to work? And I, I didn't even think about it. That was, yeah. So I was curious. I was like, how is this going to work? Like, oh, I just sleep with you one night. I sleep with her another night. That's it. It's just a rotation. It sounded like he knew exactly what he was talking about. Later, I realized he didn't really know as much. <laughs> he just acted like he did because he's never done that before. <laughs> he was just saying what made the most logical sense to him without actually putting it into practice. And we probably should clarify also for Jen's listeners that when Josh met Liv, he already knew, or he and I already knew that ideally we would find an additional life partner. So that's where Liv's talking about, like, what are the sleeping arrangements and everything going to be? She knew from the first date that that's what Josh was hoping for. She didn't think, right. she didn't think that was for her at all. <laughs> like, oh, good luck with that. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so how are the sleeping arrangements? Is this like a sister wives thing or you have a giant king bed? No, we're sleeping in separate bedrooms. So we're actually, we're now that it's all three of us, we are alternating between Josh sleeping in there in my bedroom or in Char's bedroom. And then in the weekends, we all sleep together. So everybody gets like everything. But we do have two master suites, one on the top floor, one on the bottom and two ginormous king beds on each one of those floors. So yeah. it is very comfortable. Yes, it's optimized. And blankets. Tell you, we should give the uh, blanket secret. Oh yeah, yeah. If there are any 
any listeners out there that like to sleep three people to a bed, extra long twin size comforters is our best solution that we have found. <laughs> One for each. One for each, yes. So nobody's trapped in the middle and they can't get out the blanket in the middle of the night. So there's not too much blanket. <laughs> Everybody we've told this to so far has wrote us. We've, we've got more letters uh, from our listeners about the blankets than anything else so far. Like, thank you. That's, we probably still wouldn't be together right now. So there's not a king size sheet. You just each have your own comforter on the bed. Yep. Super comfortable. Yes. Yes. Twin size comforter. That's yep. extra long twin size. It's perfect. It becomes tricky when you're, stri- you're trying to snuggle and you're trying to get to the other person and there's so much blanket that you don't know which side is which and how to, to feel them. But you have to stop worrying about it after a while. You're like, ah, whatever. It's blanket. <laughs> Kick it out of the way. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, um, and I don't know if you guys have ever talked about this on another podcast. I'm trying to make my way through all of your podcasts right now. But how did the kids handle this? Were they excited to have like another woman in the house? They were. Yeah, they they were very receptive right from the beginning. It's also important to say that they were very young. They were three and five. Um, and just we have a huge family anyways. So they were used to having other adults around. And when Liv started coming around, they were just they loved her right out the gate and were very welcoming and warm. And yeah, it was yeah, that was, was all. That was very that was probably the easiest part of everything. They uh, first of all, kids. When you have somebody new in the house, they're like, "Yay, you know, a new person." Now it we're off. I'm not that exciting anymore. <laughs> no, but for them, it's like they just have three parents all the time. They have two moms that take care of them. Uh, they and try to take advantage of it. When one of us says no, then they go to the other. Or, yeah, they're very sneaky. They're, they're learning that that doesn't usually work out well, but they're also learning who to ask first. So like if they want gum, they just know they don't come to mom. They they come to live. <laughs> Our daughter is in first grade right now and she wants to start her own podcast. She's in, always in the studio pretending that she's a podcaster and she loves to tell everybody at school about thruple talk and that her family's a thruple. And I think that I don't know what the teachers think. <laughs> No, but yeah, just to answer the question, the kids are doing great. I think they like the extra uh, energy in the house. I don't know if it's because I'm a woman. I'm sure because I'm a woman, it makes it easier for them. And I don't want to talk bad about throuples that are two men and one woman. It depends, I guess, on the per- on the people. But they definitely like my, the extra feminine energy that they get from me in the house. I've always uh, had very positive re- reactions from them. We also worked and we also were very conscientious to make this just very normalized. Like we didn't ever want to hide the relationship structures. Um, Obviously don't give them any information that's not age appropriate. Uh, Like when Liv first started staying over on the weekends and they picked up pretty quick that Josh wasn't in my bed and like, where's daddy? Like, oh, he, you know, he's in Liv's room. Like, wait, what? Why? And as long as I didn't make a big deal out of it or act like it was weird. It was just normal to them. And then same thing once we didn't always spend weekends all together. And when we did start spending weekends together, like they'd come in, usually they've picked up that Josh is not in my bed one weekend morning. So they like to come in and snuggle with me. We watch, you know, watch a movie or something. And then we started all sleeping together. Like, mom, where were you? Like, oh, it was in Liv's room. <laughs> like, oh, why were you in Liv's room? Like, I slept down there last night. Oh, okay. Huh. And then they just, it just becomes normal. Yeah, they adapted to it very quick. Started knocking on the door at six in the morning, <laughs> wanting Cheerios or whatever. You hear the little voice under the door. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have other trouble friends? No, actually, our daughter just asked us that, like, sometime this last week. Like, Do you know any other throuples in real life? Like, well, no, we, <laughs> we've talked to them via email and online and stuff, but we've, I mean, yeah, we've quads and stuff, but yeah. not, not in an actual thruple yeah. live in especially. Yeah. Yeah. We have polycules, but yeah, not, not thruples. Yeah. What, what you have is pretty unique, which is exciting. Yeah, exactly. Do you think you and Scott could ever do something like this? 
You know, I've been asked the same question and I imagine when the kids are gone, that that might be something that we, you know, look at. Um, I have teenagers, so mine are 12 and 15. And so we're kind of on the other side where like it's a potential in the next, I don't know, six, seven years or something. Um, Also, we date, uh, we, we tend to date women that don't want to come move in. So we have um, one of our girlfriends is um, she's older than us. She's got a 30 year old daughter. Like she doesn't, she's very independent. She's dating other people outside of us. She does not want another part, like live-in partner. Um, She's really having a fun time on her own. She likes flitting kind of in and out of our life, you know, as we have dates and stuff. And then the other girlfriend that we have is married and she has young children. So very much needed at the house. She's got four kids and her husband's also dating. Um, They're very open. And so it just, it doesn't make sense, you know, at this point with the partners that we have, but I mean, in, in, in my personal like scenario of happiness in the future and what that could look like. Yeah. I love like a commune, like all my people, let's just all live together. We'll have some chickens. Yes. Yeah. One of your episodes. (laughs) Whoever starts at first, we'll all move there. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) How about you, Jennifer? Do you know any other throuples in your real life? No, which I find interesting. Um, Lots of people in our life are swingers. Um, We're part of a, a, I'm in Northwest Arkansas. So we're like right by Missouri and Oklahoma. And so we kind of border all these little states, not little, all these big states. Um, And so most of the people in this group that we're in are swingers, which, you know, is not conducive to this kind of thing. And then the polyamorous people that we do know, they, they don't tend to be super attached to their partners and I guess maybe the way that we are doing. And I think out of the two of us, out of Scott and I, I'm definitely more the polyamorous one. I'm the one having multiple conversations with multiple partners all throughout the day. I have this just giant capacity for people. You can't see me, but I'm like holding my arms really big. Um, and I love that. Like I, it feeds me. I love people. I have a podcast. I love talking. Um, and so I feel like maybe I'm the ringleader of the group and everyone's kind of just watching. <laughs> like, is this going to be a disaster for Jen and Scott or is it going to be great? Because we want it to be great. Um, so I, I can imagine as we move forward. And I would also say a lot of our friends are still new to the lifestyle. So one, two years in, and they're still trying to figure out like, what is our dynamic and what do we want? And do we want long-term partners? Yeah. Do you have many friends or clients that have vocalized that they would like some like a throuple or long-term partnerships um a few honestly most of the clients that i have are we just want to have you know um we just (laughs) most of them are like we want to have a (laughs) three-way can you just help us find a woman to have a three-way with (laughs) that's where we start Because from there, it's like, and then regular, you know, like, can we have regular people in our lives that want to do this with us? That's how you end up in a trouble. Yep, exactly. That's the natural progression. (laughs) What if we could do this every day? Uh, Well, you're just going to have to move in. (laughs) And that's what I love too about having multiple partners is, you know, one of our girlfriends might be really, really busy. And then the other one might be momming and the other one, you know, so I like having two or three people um, outside of our immediate relationship that we can connect with and put things on the calendar and know that we're having regular time together. Right. That, that makes sense. And I understand it. that that comes with the versatility of personality. I talk about it all the time. People that are non-monogamous or polyamorous, they have this, they just, they're just able, they have the capacity to just fit so many types of things into their lives and when they're missing then they feel unfulfilled and that's why you need more partners or you need more relations relate types of relationship it makes so much sense to me too like right now i think like our most serious relationship is with the podcast (laughs) but yeah if the podcast wouldn't be there i see us actually being interested in connecting more with people and I don't know how that would work because we we talk even in our conversation, we're talking about the unicorn that wants to date couples. Yeah. Would we find a unicorn that wants to date a throuple? Right. It's already a whole new story here. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with both of you being bisexual, there's a lot of fun things you could do in that. Yeah, when we originally started with the podcast, we were like, you know, we, we just thought, hey, maybe we could help people. Like this was like a, you know, like a side thing, I guess. But we started getting letters like every day. I think we could get a letter almost every day. Somebody writes a thank you so much for this podcast. This is really helping us. You know, we, we just started 
it's always one person in the throuple that doesn't is whether it's the the, the woman joining or man joining or a, or the pre-existing couple they're trying to figure out and they're going through and listening to all of our podcasts and when you get these letters that every day you're like all right we gotta step this up you know yeah. they can't just be on here just joking around anymore like yeah we need to start giving episodes out that actually help um so we started doing that and we started cranking it up and doing a couple episodes a week and it's a lot now now i try to like keep up with the all the questions that people send into us like but we love the questions and we love we love the thank yous and all of that as well yeah you start to realize it's your purpose like it's your life's work to be just be shiny and the fun thing is you just get to be yourselves the three of you just get to show up and be your amazing selves and you're going to attract people that want that authenticity and that want to have a lifestyle like yours or want to feel empowered by what you're creating in the world and and that you're so brave to show up in this way and you all it sounds like you all three have external jobs i do do you have employers that do they know that you're in a throuple uh um I try not to make a point of it. Like if the conversation gears is geared is, is towards that direction, I am pretty open. Like some of my colleagues know I have a husband and some know I have a wife because that's how I refer to them. I don't want to call them boyfriend, girlfriend, because I feel I'm not at that age anymore. Uh, but I've never actually said, hey, I have both or hey, I mean, I don't, I just, I'm not that type of person. I don't hide it, but I don't put it in people's faces. Yeah. We realized a lot of people don't have the setup we do, you know, working from home or home businesses and stuff. So yeah. they have to worry about their employer and they, they cannot come out and be hundred percent open. So that was another reason. It's like, well, we can, so I guess we should, <laughs> we should come out. Right. So I'm the only one that actually works outside the house. So I'm the only one that actually gets to have these conversations with colleagues. I don't know. I guess I still feel a little weird about it in the sense that I don't want people uh making any assumptions or decisions about me that doesn't it's about something that really doesn't concern them in any way so yeah i guess i'm now that i think about it i am not comfortable of speaking uh about my relationship sta status because i think i might have it may have repercussions i've always been very open about it but uh walking the line like i if somebody asks me any question or or anything i'm always exact 100 open about oh i'm in a throuple and but I also trying to walk the line of not being in people's face, like, oh, I'm in a throuple. Does that offend you? Uh. I'm polyamorous. <laughs> Are you triggered? <laughs> yeah. You've always been better about this, Josh. More open. Yeah. I've always been the kind of person that's like, yeah, if it's not your problem, I'm not going to give you the information. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like Josh was touching on a second ago, because we are in positions where our careers aren't jeopardized and, um, you know, like we're not concerned about um, custody issues or anything like that. Like I know if, if somebody's divorced, especially like, or have, you know, really other things where they are considered about losing custody of their children, like this is not something where you really can be out. So because we are in a position where that's not the case for any of us, it was part of our motivator. Like, okay, we know there's other people, there's gotta be other people out there like us and they need voices that can start trying to make this more normalized and accepted. So here we are. Same for me. And that's where I go back to purpose, right? When you create this life on purpose and then you realize now I kind of feel like I have an obligation. I have this stage that I've created and I'm living in this very, you know, alternative way that people are really curious about. And I know about, I'm sure you guys are the same as me. And they like, this is really interesting. I want to hear about more people that are living in this way that you're living and the way that I'm living and the way that just being open in the world is. And the more that we can talk about it and be free, the more it's going to normalize. And then we don't have to hide. We don't have to be at work and worried that we're going to get fired. We get to be, and, and the four of us are very normal people. Like you would see us in Walmart or the grocery store and be like, oh yeah, there's a mom. And I like to normalize that too. I'm just like you. I'm a you know baseball mom. I've got teenage kids. I run a company. Um, I can have a conversation with you and you can understand what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> come join us if you want to, if it's for you, you know, don't be scared. Exactly. I think one of the good things that came out of uh, COVID is everybody got stuck at home for a long time and they were like, start with all this extra free time. They're like, who am I? And what do I want out of life? And because there was just this, this huge surge 
of people coming out as polyamorous after that. And that's the story we hear over and over again from people. He's like, oh, we started dating this woman in 2020. You're like, oh, <laughs> I mean, I was just starting to, I'm starting to hear this on repeat a lot. And I think with, you know, the explosion, but everybody's still being very closeted about it. Um, so it's like, all right, let's catch this up, but let's catch the laws up and let's get some protections in place so people can be who they are. To circle back to something you said earlier, Jen, about that you have three partners. I'm curious what your dynamic is. Does and do any of your other partners know each other? Like, are you parallel? Are you kitchen table? I feel like we're trying to be kitchen table. <laughs> um, they all know about each other. Um, some of them have met each other and which is really fun. So I do a bi-weekly yoga and margarita night. <laughs> <laughs> the yoga studio. <laughs> I'm in. You you three are invited anytime if you want to come to Arkansas. <laughs> it's Monday night. So we do yoga together and then we walk over on the trail to go have margaritas and eat Mexican food. And it is the most fun girls night. And everyone is in, in, in an open relationship. So we talk about sex and we talk about our partners and we talk about this thing we're stuck on or like who has the best sex toy or whatever we want to talk about while we're at margaritas. And it's really funny. I looked up one day and I was like, I have slept with over half this table. <laughs> and a lot of them have slept with each other. It was like the L word where they're drawing on the whiteboard and it's like, this one's connected to this one. It's connected to this one. And I, my heart was so full realizing that we all get along. We all really like each other. We're all really into the same stuff. And my two partners sat by each other. And then my ex-girlfriend sat by one of them and it was just so normal and beautiful. And it it gives me hope that as, as I continue to progress in being open and in my friend group and with my partners, that that's the kind of future that I'm building for myself. That when the kids do leave and I do want to go build my commune, <laughs> I'm just going to invite them all come up with me. Do you drink the margaritas before the yoga or after? That's a after. So we do... We do a, a yoga class where like about three-fourths of the way in, you're praying for it to be done, you know? And all I can think of is the margaritas to get me through. I'm like, I just, 15 more minutes of this, you know? We do it the other way around. Yeah. When you took me to yoga, we drank the margarita. <laughs> we, we first moved to Texas. We drove out to San Antonio and uh, we ate barbecue. My first Texas barbecue across from the Alamo. And I had this beef rib that was $100. I felt so sick after eating this thing. And I drank this ginormous... One of those tall, like nice. Vegas style margaritas, a yard of margarita. And then we went and did cave yoga inside a cave. I was so miserable. I was like, it was like the worst thing I've ever done. First of all, he did it for me because he's not into yoga. He wanted to surprise me. So he found this amazing uh, class in a cave. And it was so cool. But we had barbecue before and we drank margaritas and throughout the yoga class, I could hear him like making sounds like he was not feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> the rules for yoga are the same as the rules for sex. You never eat a giant meal before you go do yoga. No onion pizza or anything. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you have the right dynamic there, Jen. <laughs> yes. So to circle back to uh, like, you know, the why we prefer dating unicorns, I think we all kind of covered why that works for us. But what are some reasons or dynamics where this might be a good fit for people like in general if one of the partners is like if the male is straight you can't really bring another male and if we're talking about threesomes everybody wants to have the threesomes right i do i want to have that so if it would be two men and both would be straight then no more threesomes for me i mean i guess you could do the what the what was that the mfm threesome but it's not the same it's just not the same. So I think the dynamic where where uh, just dating unicorns would be ideal is if the male is straight. Yeah. Too much? Did I over answer that? <laughs> <laughs> you want somebody else wants to answer it? Well, some women want that. You know, that's the fantasy. Two men at the same time. Yeah, but. No, but in my opinion, like if there's what kind of threesome is it if it's like kind of like the V thing? Oh, for well, me? yeah, I want to like have the whole. Well, I think the men stay far enough away. You know, the woman is like the swing door thing. If I, uh, yeah, I get it. They call that sex move the gate. <laughs> I'm not going to put this on the podcast. 
You wouldn't believe what they edit out of it. They always edit my best stuff. <laughs> I always say we're not going to put this on the podcast. <laughs> and then it ends up in there anyways. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So you could do MFM. I think I was thinking more like relationship wise. Oh, okay. I thought you were meant just for... Uh... Right. NSA. I wasn't just thinking, you're right. I kind of started with the threesome. And, but I th I'm thinking if I am to have a throuple or V type of relationship, for me, ideally, is if I connect with people, because I am very sexual, I connect with people through sex. And if uh, I would be straight and you would be straight, I think there would be a lack of connection between you and I when there would be a threesome my opinion that's how i want to relate like i want people to touch you i don't want to be like oh my god you touched me no <laughs> you know i would not feel comfortable so i think like in that dynamic what were you talking about the other day it's like if it's a male female male but the males are straight and then what if they actually cross swords right <laughs> <laughs> then disaster right the threesome is ruined. <laughs> that's when the threesome ended it's ruined i know <laughs> So if I am to have a threesome, I want it to be with people that are very comfortable with each other. So therefore, it needs to be some level of bisexuality between the, the partners that are the same sex, my opinion. Or at the very least, um, like voyeurism on the part of the person that's not bisexual. Yeah. What do you think, Jen? The Vs that I've done with Scott, um, maybe the woman is just by curious and she hasn't really explored yet. So there might be like light touching between her and I, or maybe some kissing, but there's no going down on anybody. And then Scott fucking both of us. Um, the reason I love that is I am such a voyeur. I love to watch. Like, I like all the angles. I'm like, I want to see him her i want to see her face i want to see the expressions and like all of that really turns me on so that's where these have worked for me in the past moving forward we've decided we really want to find women that are attracted to both of us and want both of us and women that are um like uh, pretty <clears throat> mature in their bisexuality. So they're not afraid to go down on you. They know what to do maybe there's a strap on involved and that really makes you know, the threesomes, I, to me, a little bit more fun than just the V. Right. So pretty much what I, what I was saying, it's nice once in a while to do a completely M FMF or, you know, the other way around, but like you want to have that connection. Yeah. I think from the swinger side, when I hear people say we only couple swap, usually it's same room couple swap. The reason for that is they want to enjoy the sexual experience of swapping and still being in the room, but them not having the ability to get attached to the other person, right? It's like you can't have any feelings. And so I've always found that really fascinating with swingers where they say, like I've had clients that have said, well, if he catches feelings, it's over. And I'm like, how do you not catch feelings? I have a real problem with that. <laughs> Point. I just realized now when I was talking about the threesome and the relationship that I'm really kind of uh, uh, combining the idea of sex and romance into one. Apparently, my brain cannot <laughs> think past that because I'm thinking, yeah, I want to have the connection. I'm not just thinking sexually. So therefore, I wanted uh, bisexuality of, uh, I mean, everybody to be sexually attracted to each other because otherwise how can you ever have a relationship if you're not going to be that way that's interesting you touch on couple swapping and there are a lot of people that have that as a rule and i find it interesting that that's not as demonized as that we only relationship with unicorns because that's also a very it's a very similar dynamic you know it's like it's telling you right up front like we're closed off to to having a relationship separately from what we have here. Yeah. Is it that we always say too? It's like, why is uh, cheating isn't as demonized? That's like oh, yeah. expected, but Polly is very demonized. Yeah. It's like, oh, you want to have a relationship with more than one person. What's wrong with you, freak? Yeah. Slut. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great point. And also about the, the, uh, the couples having sex in the same. So before I met Josh, I was in a non monogamous relationship and I avoided dating as a couple with my husband at the time. Because of that reason, I thought I, I, I thought just not having the one-on-one -on -one time with the other person, it didn't give me the same satisfaction in, in the relationship with them. So just being as a couple all the time, it didn't feel right. It, fe it felt like we're just there for sex. 
We're just there to get our king con and just get out of there. So it's the same with a unicorn or two people or whatever dynamic it is. If you're just going to do things like that, then that's where the, 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 the bad part of it like comes in when you're treating this other person or these other people as an object to satisfy your desire. Unless the other person wants to be an object. <laughs> we do not kink shame. Yeah, I think that's kind of the, the whole point of this whole episode is the do what's right for you. Like just because other people look down on it doesn't mean that it's not still a perfectly okay, acceptable thing as long as all parties involved are on the same page with what what's on the table here, right? Exactly. Jennifer, uh, you're a relationship coach. Have you ever um, worked with a throuple before? No. What is most of your clients? What does that look like? Their relationship structures, I mean. So they're 45 to 65. They have been married 20 plus years. And they're like, we want to open our relationship and we're terrified. Can you give us a 101 of what are all the different dynamics? What can we have? How do we not blow up our relationship? How do we hit on someone? How do we get a girlfriend? How do we, whatever. Um, and so I do a lot of that as well as swingers also tend to come to me. And it's usually because, well, that's not true. Swingers and poly people come to me, but a lot of times it's because there's um, an issue in their relationship. It's, we started out with this one dynamic where we were dating together and now we're dating separately. And now there's massive jealousy and my nervous system is all out of whack. And I don't know how to bring our marriage back together. Can you help us create some sort of procedures or some things that we can do. Like how can we create a new dynamic together? And so one of the things I wanted to say is I've been listening to the last few minutes is I feel like as our consciousness evolves, especially in this space, we start to realize that these boxes, even of being open, they don't necessarily work anymore. That just being a swinger, just being poly or just being a thruple or just being a whatever. And you start to realize like, I'm kind of a hybrid of all of this, or I'm moving into something even more different where we're a thruple that lives together. That's really edgy that no one's doing. You guys are leading that. And so I think that coming into a space of being open, or if you've been in an open relationship for a while and it just doesn't feel like it's continuing to work in the old dynamic you were in, you have full permission to change your dynamic at any time. That's what everybody we meet is always in between something there. They were here, they moved here. Now they're coming back this way. It's yeah, it's a constantly, it's like a living organ organism. It's constantly changing and moving. So I think you lived, you talks about that a lot. <clears throat> I do. I always say, never say never. Because every time I said that, I was proven wrong. So one good example is when I was non-monogamous, I would always say polyamory is not for me. And uh, because I just never, I never saw it that way. I didn't, I didn't think I could, even though I have a lot of, I have a huge capacity to love multiple people and, and have different types of relationships. I was in a hierarchical non-monogamous relationship. And at that time, I really didn't have any capacity to love anybody else. And polyamory was not for me, absolutely. So I kept saying that to everyone I met. And then after some years, I realized that actually I um, I was getting drained by not having more connect, more romantic connections with the people in my life. So I very uh, naturally gravitated towards polyamory without even knowing what I was doing, without even labeling it in any way. And then when I finally found it in the throuple with us, it, this, this something just clicked. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I was missing all my life. When I, we, my husband at the time and I would go out somewhere or meet somebody and then it was just he and I, I couldn't, there was something missing, but I couldn't put my finger on it, what it was. I always thought maybe it's like my mental health or me not finding like whatever it was. And then when the three of us got together in an actual relationship as a throuple and uh, we would go out and then come back home and then I would never have that something missing feeling. That's when I realized that's what it was that was missing. I needed to be with more than one partner. So I guess I was always polyamorous. I just didn't know about it. Because nobody's doing it. <laughs> you didn't see anybody else. I had no example. So yeah, never say never the point of what I was saying, because you change, the people in your life change, your needs change. And uh, if today you're into something tomorrow, you might be into something else. I feel like I have a last 
question for the three of you. You're up for it. Yes. I'm curious how the three of you support each other. Like in what way? Like emotionally or? Like in, yeah, emotionally or um, someone's trying to get a new job or there's something big happening in the family. How do the three of you support each other? What does that look like? I think it's very situational, typically. Um, we all do have very different strengths. Um, you know, like obviously, like Josh is a very masculine presence. So um, I think he, for both Liv and I, um, he offers this like containment. Um, I, I don't, Liv probably knows how to explain what containment is better than I do. Um, but Teal Swan has some great videos on it, but uh, it's a new concept to me. And I feel like something that I in past years have not taken full advantage of, but like he's such a strong masculine presence in my life that I am free to expand and explore who I truly am and let it kind of lean into my, um, the feminine chaos side and not always have to be in control. Like, you know, you see so many women that are struggling to balance it all. It's like, well, what if, what if I can just let things be out of balance sometimes and knowing like he's this like strong, consistent presence that he grounds me, you know? Um, and then live on the flip side. I think she has been leaning into her femininity more than I have. And she inspires me to, we kind of let loose and relax in ways that in the past I've struggled to just because that's the culture I was raised. You know, I was raised in church, very conservative. And you have these like tiny boxes that women are supposed to fit in. And it just gets exhausting when you're not wired to try to fit in those boxes. And Liv is like, hey, this looks like it's not working for you. So what if we let go of that? It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that feels good. <laughs> For for me, both these women are so day and night different. It's like if I'm going having some kind of struggle or problem, um, Liv is very quick with a hug and affirmations and uh, positivity. Um, and Shar's more like, let's brainstorm this problem. Let's think it out. Let's, you know, what can I do? How can I jump in? How can we get into it? So it's like coming at it from two different angles. It's really nice. It's like a full package of support. I also try to be very practical. Like when I, when one of you needs something, I'm actually asking. I want to be told how can I help you, rather than you know uh, like just sitting and listening. So I feel like if you need something, I I'm here to help you. I ask you. I ask you all the time. What do you need me to do? What do you want me to do? And uh, I I have uh, an easier time when somebody just says I I need you to do something for me, and I'll just do it. So. Uh, the way we, I think we, there's a lot of support in the house. Whenever somebody has anything they have to do, I feel like all three of us are involved. And uh, we actually get to experience that a lot through this podcast, like having this business together. It's uh, so, it's so much. It's like uh, we, we do so many things and it's, we're enmeshed between business and relationship. And it's just this, a whole and for some people that might not work and for us it actually seems to like work pretty well i'm trying to focus on like let's not all do podcasts all the time but sometimes we all actually always do podcasts all the time and it still works even though uh i'm concerned that it might kind of take over sometimes <laughs> but yeah we, we we do we do a great job of supporting each other beautiful how about for you and scott like what are some ways that you find support in this relationship dynamic that maybe you haven't in past ones. Mm. Scott challenges me. So I've had two husbands. <clears throat> My first one was very verbally abusive, very angry. Um, and I was with him for a decade. And then my second husband was exactly the opposite. Cause of course we call in the opposite, right? We need balance. Um, and he was very passive and very safe and very passive, <laughs> very safe. <laughs> and so now that I have Scott, Scott's been wonderful because he's brought like fire back into my life. And I had almost another decade with my second husband to really figure out who I am in this world and fall into my femininity. I was so masculine. Um, and, and so it was like, 
I was birthed out of the canal with the second husband where I'm like, okay, I'm all me now. I'm a complete human and I'm ready to go back into the ring and learn some cool stuff. And so Scott is, he's, uh, he's an engineer. He's a mechanical engineer. So he's constantly like thinking about how things work in the universe and life and Elon Musk and like always bringing me all these podcasts to listen to. Like, how do you think about this? And so it's, it's this like nice blend of a bit of controversy because we don't see the world in the exact same way, but it challenges me to really question the way I think about things. Um, and, and then being wrapped in this like envelopment of open relationship and safety and security in that plus his, he's very masculine as well. He's a lot like Josh, like just very grounded in his masculinity. Um, it's just this delicious soup that I get to play in, um, feeling very much myself and feeling also very free to have other, you know, other, other relationships and be present for other partners and be present for Scott and our kids and the business that I've created. And it's all just so yummy. Like being a human is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's beautiful. I love it. So if our listeners want to get in touch with you for any of your services, Jen, how can they reach you? Oh, good question. <clears throat> I'll obviously give you guys links to my stuff and I'll put yours in the my show notes as well. Um, I would say start with the Open Bedroom Podcast. I'm on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever. Um, and that's a great place. And my link tree is there. So you can do one-on-one coaching with me. You can listen to the podcast. I have a retail business. There's there's all kinds of fun ways to be in my world. And what about you three? We're on all the platforms as well. YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Audible, um, and then email, throupletalk at gmail.com. We love especially hearing from other throuples or people that are wanting to be a throuple and kind of trying to navigate this, this largely uncharted territory here. Yep. And you can send us voicemail questions. Uh, it's in the descriptions below. We're going to be adding links to the descriptions and all the videos. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for uh, hanging out with us today. This has been awesome. Same. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'm just so excited to meet you three in real life. And I think this was a fun conversation. Hopefully our listeners agree. Yes. yes. Thank you.